continue in our Evan Shlema series over here. It's a beautiful Thursday morning, believe it or not. Thursday morning, almost the end of the week. And uh, where did the week go, right? Who knows? We're still trying to find it. We're still trying to find it. But uh, nevertheless, it's Thursday. We have to, we have to, uh, we have to uh, face the reality of the situation over here. And we go weiter in Evan Shlema. So we're in Perik Yud. We are developing Simon Dalit over here. And let's return to where we left off yesterday. So we saw that the Gain has, uh, Malakit quoted this sentence uh, that the Gain um, has uh, in Mishlei, a quote from the Gain of, of his commentary there in Mishlei. What we had printed over here was a bit cryptic. We had to track it to its source to be Mephaneach, to expand it a little bit. And what we came at was, um, what we came at with was, the guy is telling us that there's two different um, items that a person can receive in this world, and he will receive in due course of doing the right thing, of pursuing um, his Torah, mitzvah correctly and properly, which was what we saw previously in Gimel. That's why Dalit follows directly from Gimel. Gimel, again, there's two the properties the person has to have in his Talmud Torah and his Maisim Tevim. He has to have Tairas Emes and he has to have Tairas Chesed. Tairas Chesed and Tairas Emes. Right? He has to have Tairas Emes and Tairas Chesed. He has to be learning for the truth and nothing but for the truth. He has to be learning to share his learning with others. Everything that he does has to have those two aspects of Emes and, 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 and um, Chesed. Emes means he has to be capable and willing to take a stand, not, not put him his own ideas into the Torah and not put the, 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 the audience's ideas into the Torah, not, not yield to pressure from the crowd and not try to use his Torah to impress others. And Torah's chesed is to realize that his Torah is there to be shared with others. So when a person does this properly, then that brings us to Dalad. That a person who is a Maiminim, who goes to the, to the right side, and which is the right thing to do correctly, is a correct approach in Talmud Torah, that's the Mayaminim, meaning his Torah is there to, what does it mean to go to the Amin as opposed to the small? He's learning to emulate the Rebbein Shalom. He's learning to um, become closer to the Rebbein Shalom. He's learning to bring the world closer to the Rebbein Shalom. So he gets Eirich Yamim. That's the Arichas Yam. He is getting his way into Eilam Habba through that. But he's also getting Eishur V'chavad. He's also getting Eishur V'chavad, like the, the guy mentioned from the Gemara and Shabbos. Whereas the guy was going to the smoil, his learning is, is self-centered. His Maisim Taivim are self-serving. He has the Aisha V'chavad, but he doesn't have the Arich Yamin. Now, these two items, Aisha and Chavad, was, was really, were really the focal point over here in Dalad. Aisha and Chavad. Wealth and prestige, wealth and honor. Wealth, the purpose of the wealth that a person gets when he is the Maimon, when he goes to the right, the guy told us is there to be converted noch weiter into more Maisim Taivim. What does HaKadosh Baruch give us wealth? He gives us wealth for the wealth to be utilized properly, for the wealth to be to be put into Nitzchias, to be put into eternity. Kavid was where we were getting caught yesterday, where we were getting stuck. Kavid. Kavid, he said, is Gorua. The two items that a person receives when he makes himself the, the Mayamin with the two Yuds, taking his Torah study and going correctly and appropriately in, in the right way with his Torah study, he gets... So the guy said the second item, covet, honor, prestige, is garua, is the is is the shvacher of the two, is the lesser of the two, is the more um, 
the more the, the more um, um, difficult to understand of the two, really, because the oisher the guy says immediately is there to be utilized, to be put to good use. The kavod is garua because can't really be put to good use. So the question that we're left with over here, so where's the, why is there covet altogether? Why is this person getting the covet if, as the guy mentions, it's garua, covet can be abused, can be misused, and, 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 and um, there's so much room for, it's fraught with, with, with challenges and difficulties. There's so much room for a person to seize that covet and use it for himself improperly. What's the shot that the person is even getting covet altogether? Why would the Rebunsham give someone this, this uh, item, this, this, uh, this this uh, notion of covid, if it's garua, it's it's shvach, it's not, it's not it's a, it sounds like garua again, it sounds like it's not a, not an ideal. It certainly can't be converted and applied to nitzchias as the oisher is. There's room for it to trip a person up. Why would it be given to a person altogether? Why is why is it posh that if you're a maimon, you're learning your Torah properly, you have teres emes and teres chesed, so you're getting the oyshamim. Why you're also getting the oisher and the chabad? Why the chabad? So this is essentially where we left off yesterday, and we got the ball rolling. Let's let's send it further down the lane over here. Let's let it pick up some speed. So, indeed, covered when it is utilized by a person for himself. That's the the um, point of no return. That is where covered becomes onerous. Where covered becomes something that is is garua. That's where covered becomes something that will be a, a takol, can be a potential hazard for someone when he pursues covered for its own sake. For his own sake. Prestige and honor for his own self-furtherance and self-serving purposes. That's when covered becomes something which is a minefield. A minefield. But when covered is not utilized for the person's own sake, it's rather used for the furtherance of Torah itself that's when covet is 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 um, <clears throat> appropriate, and that is the entire purpose of the covet. The purpose of the covet is never for the person himself, for the mechubed himself, but for the mechabdim. When it comes to covet, there's two parties. There's the mechabed and the mechubad. The mechabdim and the mechubadim. The person on the receiving end of the covet and the people on the giving end of the covet. And just as a person is is um, charged with the task of of, of, of striving to, to, to be constantly in an ever-growing and ever-increasing relationship with the Rebani Shalaylam and yearning for closeness and tveikus and eskashas down here. A person needs to have role models. We have to have mentors. We have to have people that we can look to and emulate. And we have to have people that we can look up to. And when we have people that we can look up to, we have those those the the mediums, the mediums that we can use in our own personal journey, our own personal growth towards the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. So Asei L'charav is not just about Psaq Halacha, it's not just about getting a Hayra, getting a, 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 a you know, guidance in the Halachic matters, but it's getting a an approach to Dveikas, an approach to Skashras, an approach to closeness with the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. Um, that only works if you are able to be Mechabed, 
that person, if you have someone that you are mechabed, that the tzibur is mechabed, that klai Yisrael is mechabed, puts that person on a pedestal, when the person's on a pedestal, he's someone that can be emulated and will be emulated and be, and be taken as a role model because he's been put as that, he's been established as that role model. So, flipping all that around, this idea of having a role model, having someone to emulate, that's covered. The covet is something that Kleisel accords the, the, the mechubar, and the purpose of the covet is for the mechabit, for us on the giving end, to give that covet. It's not for the person in the middle, in the, in the center of attention, not for the person who's, you know, a center stage in the middle ring over there. The covet is not for him, the covet is for us. Covet is for us. We're mechabit our gedolim, not because our gedolim need the covet, we're mechabit our gedolim are, are the, the, the leaders of the generation, not because, wow, they worked so hard to get to where they are, they earned it, they deserve it, not because they need it, not because they're waiting for it, but because we need it. We need it. We need to be mechabed them. We gain when we're mechabed them because when we're mechabed our leaders and our role models and, and, and our moire derech, those who lead us, we are able to be led. We are able to, we have a path. We have a, 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 we have a mahalach, we have an approach. And that, that approach is following those and that only works when you are mechabed them. When we put them on that pedestal, we make them into that, that, um, that guide. That, that, um, um, uh, the, the um, sherpa. When we make them into that sherpa, then we get to the top of the mountain. So again, there's a delicate concept but the, the emiss that lies at the heart of the concept of covet is covet is for us and not for them. Um, <clears throat> the moment that a person indeed takes that covet from himself, that's when it's garua. So when the guide says that covet is garua, he's talking about it from the perspective of the, the person in the middle of the covet, the person on the receiving end of the covet. For that person in the middle, it's garua. He has to view it as garua. He has to view it as a vidyavid. He has to view it as... Uh, non-ideal, something he really doesn't want, something he's really not interested in, but he has to accept it anyway in order to what? In order to, in order to, um, to uh, allow those around him to be raised, to be brought up, to, to be guided. Does everybody understand? That's A, why it's called Garua, B, what the purpose of covet is, and see why we understand clearly that that's why, by definition, <clears throat> covet can never be elicited. Covet can never be extracted. <coughs> covet can certainly never be demanded. The moment I demand covet, the moment somebody demands respect, that <coughs> goes against the definition of what covet is all about. What's covet all about? Covet is all about the betterment and the improvement of those around me. When they are mechabit, the gadol ador, that improves them. But if you have someone who is there just demanding his own respect, then he's making the covet about him, his own promotion, his own prestige, his own standing, and it's not about improving them at all. That's the opposite of covet. That's the opposite of covet. There, there, he's making covet into a function for himself and not to improve the lives of those around him. From the perspective, again, of the the, the Maiminim Shabbat, the person who is pursuing Torah for its own sake, for Torah's Ches and Torah's Ms. He gets Oishu B'chavit, and he has to see that Kavit is Garua. He has to understand it's Garua. It's a Shlech Tazach, it's a Shrach Tazach. I don't want to get caught up in it, but the, it, why is he getting it? Nevertheless, this was the paradox over here of this guy, and why is he getting it? It's Garua Teretz. I'm not getting it for me, I'm getting it for them. Getting it for them. And we find, just to share a few anecdotes over here, 
that that um, you know the Gedolei Olam, leaders of previous generations, understood this, and they understood this in 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 a in a, in a, in a healthy way, in a calm way, in a normal way, without without any um, nervousness, without any nervin, without any any qualms, but with with, with instead confidence. When someone is struggling. Someone's struggling with covid. Someone's struggling with covid and he's, you know, struggling with this balance of is the covid who's it for? Is it for him? Is it for them? You know, I, I, is it for myself? My my furtherance is it for their furtherance better for the the People, you know, when they have a struggle in this area, when they really, you know, kind of flip back and forth, they're thirsting on a certain level, halishing for the recognition, but they know that it's not so good. It's not. It's not correct. You're supposed to be by rechmin a covered, and maybe there's also maybe I, I'm trying to tell myself these ideas that the covered is good for the seaboard for the masses. So people get you see they, they get unsettled when it comes to issues of covered. They get unsettled. It throws them off a little bit. The Gedoyle Yisrael were not unsettled. They were able to handle situations of, of tremendous prestige, tremendous honor, in a very cool, calm, and collected way. Because by them, it, it was, was the outlook of the Vilna Gaon was crystal clear that they don't want covered. The covered by them, it's Garua. It's Shvach. It's a Shvach. It's a Shlecht. But at the same time, when the situation called for them to receive that cover, they were able to do it in a very confident, nonchalant way because it wasn't an assign for them. It wasn't something that, that threw them off. And again, when you have the, the Yid who's unfortunately struggling with this issue, who's, who's halishing for the covet, when it comes to a situation, is he going to get the covet? Is he not going to get the covet? It throws them off. There, 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 there's an anxiousness. There's an unsettledness. And they're unable to handle that situation with a f- finesse. The G'dayli Yisrael were always able to handle these situations with finesse. And there's, there's, uh, there's a couple... Very juicy Maisa Lachavi. There's one Maisa with Rabyakov um, um, Kamenetsky, Rabyankov, and Ramesha Feinstein, who were once um, said the Maisa over before, maybe. Yeah, we'll say it again. It's a festa Maisa. Um, they were once supposed to attend, uh, I think it was Nakodas Yisrael convention, some very big convention, hundreds and hundreds of people in this auditorium. And there were, they had the, you know, the, the Mayatzas, the, 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 the panel of Torah sages, council of Torah leaders at there on the dais, at the head table, and they, they both arrived a little bit late. They both arrived a little bit late. That, that's, first of all, a little bit reassuring to those of us who sometimes come late to things, once in a while, maybe. Um, that's reassuring. Now, that's not a heter. That's not a heter, but it's at least reassuring that sometimes the G'dayim also came late. They're probably, the, you know, they made the driver was running late. Anyway, um, I don't believe Rabbi Moshe Feinstein ever had a driver's license. I don't believe so. Rabbi Yankov, did Rabbi Yankov? I don't know if Rabbi Yankov had a driver's license either. But, um, uh, so they showed up late and they came to the door, they, you know, opened the door a crack and they saw like 800 people sitting in this auditorium and there's the head table and, and they both looked at each other and said, we, we can't walk in now. What's going to have we walk in? Um, Rabbi Moshe said to Rabbi Yankov, we're going to open these doors, we're going to walk in from the back to the front. What's going to happen? Everyone's going to stand up. The entire <coughs> place is going to stand up for us. They, they knew who they were. They knew that everyone's going to stand up for them. They, no, they, they weren't naive. They knew that they were the G'dayla Yisrael of, you know, of, of their generation. The whole place is going to stand up for us. We're going to disrupt things. We're going to interrupt the speech. Everyone's going to stand up for us. Ramesha said, we don't need the covered. Ramesha said, I agree with you. For sure, we don't need the covered. Ramesha said, let's go through the back. We'll find the fire entrance. We'll go in through the back. We'll like sneak onto the dais from the back. We won't disrupt anything. We don't need these 900 people, 800 people standing up for us. This is what Ramesha proposed. Yankov said back, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I, 
I, I have a, um, I, 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 I disagree. I disagree. I think we should walk in through the main doors. Why? What's Pshat? We don't need. We need the covet. We need the covet because the covet said Garua. The guy says Garua. Bianca said like this. He said, "Look, Evnezus Nashimov. What? What's Garua? Garua Shvach. A Shlechta Zach. A Shlechta Zach. A Shlechta Zach. Someone's here for you." Yaakov said, yeah, but he said, listen, he said, there's an Ezra's notion over here. Our wives are both present. Our Rebbitsons are here. There's women here in the wings. Our Rebbitsons are both here also. He said, listen, I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, your Rebbitson is the same as mine. Our, our, our Rebbitsons have been Meister and Nefesh, have given their entire lives to see our careers flourish. They put everything, you know, into us. It's Shali Vishalahem, Shalahem, who? It's all theirs. It's all theirs. They've backed us up, and you know we're only able to do what we can do because of our rebbes and because of our wives. Imagine the nachas that our wives will get when they see 800 people standing up for us. Imagine how good that's going to make our wives feel. We have to go through the back doors. This, what an opportunity to give our wives so much nachas when they see everyone standing up for us. And Taco, Ramesh agreed, and they went in through the back doors, the front doors. through the front doors, the front doors, in the, behind in the backs of everybody that was present. Through the front doors, correct? Um, it's a little funny, right? The front doors are to everyone's backs. But yes, they walked in and the whole auditorium stood up for them and they made their way to the podium and they made their way to the dais. So that's such a beautiful story. It's a beautiful illustration of this, the idea that we're exploring here from the Vilna Gain that covet is garua, which means it's shvach, which means it's a shlecht. I think it's not a good thing on its own. But it's not a good thing when it's taken on its own. It's not a good thing when it's taken for a person himself. For a person himself. When the understanding is, is, is crystal clear that covet is not for me, myself. It's for the, the mechabit, not for the mechubad. It's for my rebbitzin's nachas. It's for Klai Yisrael's betterment and benefit. Then that's, what, that, that's the point and the purpose of covet. And... It's a very high place to reach. It's not an easy madrig. It's not a, not, a, not a small thing to have that clarity where, where a person's not affected at all, you know, with, with the um, anxiousness and the unsettledness that comes with the prospect of his own covet. But the G'dayla Yisrael were able to get to that. And they were able to navigate the story, this, like the situation rather, in a very nonchalant, you know, cool, calm, and collected way. Like... They, they, they flip back and forth from yeah we don't need it let's go in through the through the without without hesitation you know let's go in through let's sneak in through the fire exit over there so nobody sees us to no we should walk into the front let, let's talk, let everyone stand up for us because it'll give our wives nachas and, and, and that made sense and that, that, that's what they did it wasn't wasn't it wasn't you know for zichalein it was for their rabbitsons there's a you know by some of the other kedolim where again they understood that. The covet is for the mechabit, not for the mechubad. And the purpose of covet is not for me, myself, it's for the people, for the, for the you know, again, for the, the benefit of those who have to take on the G'dayla Yisrael as the role model. Um, Rav Hutner, Rav Hutner famously was, was uh, you know, mechanich, his tamidim in this area. And uh, Rav Hutner, Zatzal, the famed Rashiva of Chaim Berlin. So um, his office had a buzzer. An order, a buzzer that that um, that connects to a button that had to be 
depressed for the you know the electronic lock on the office door to to um, release. And you know, if someone would come in and want to want to want to want to visit his office. He had to push the button to you know to open the door. And then when someone would come in, it would lock lock automatically behind them, and they had to be buzzed out. So you had to be buzzed in. You had to be buzzed out. And the halacha is that when someone leaves the company of an Adam Gadol, you know, Gadol Ador, you walk out backwards. You're not supposed to turn your back on them. Mm-hmm. Like when you go away from the Aron Kaidish, when you walk out of a shul, there's a similar halacha. You don't turn your back on the Rebbeinu Shalom. You don't turn your back on the Aron Kaidish. On a Adam Gadol, on a Gadol Ador also, you walk out respectfully, you walk out backwards, not forwards. Meaning you don't turn your back on them, you walk, take a few steps out backwards. Sir of Hutner, um, had this whole geshaft set up that, that you had to be buzzed out of his office and when Bachran would come to, to, to talk to him, to spend time with him to consult with him so they only got buzzed out if they walked out of his office backwards if they walked out the right way, if they turned around and walked out facing him, he would buzz them out if they turned their backs on him, they didn't get buzzed out he wouldn't open the door for them and there would be these awkward moments that were like, you know, jiggling around with the doorknob they wouldn't be able to get out and he would wait for them to chap. Oh, tak, I'm, I'm not leaving the shiva respectfully. I have to leave the shiva backwards, not forwards. When they would remember, chap, and turn around and face him, that's when they would get buzzed out. Now, why was Rufutner doing that? Rufutner needed COVID? Rufutner was, was a chikava, you know, was uh, definitely, like, you know, uh, a full of life and personality. But he was, you know, from the Tamide Mufhokim of the altar of Slabotko. He wasn't doing this for himself. He wasn't doing because he needed the COVID. He reached that level of clarity where the COVID was taka for him, was garua. He wasn't taking it all for himself. But he understood that he has to be Mechanach Klai Yisrael. I, I, I have to teach these Tamidim what it means to have. For, for them to be mechabed, the Rosh Hashiva, I want them to be able to emulate the Rosh Hashiva, I want them to be able to have Shivas to, to, to strive for something. If they only were able to get out of his office, they got buzzed out. Again, a Rav Hudner can do this, a, a Rav Yankov, a Rav Moshe Feinstein, they can get away with these things. But just this is just such a uh, poignant illustration of this going over here. Rav Shlema Freifeld also, I think they say, that when he would walk through the base Medrash, if, when he would walk by the Bachim, if the Bachim wouldn't stand up for him, he would stop and tap them on the shoulder. <laughs> He would stop and tap them on the shoulder. If they wouldn't stand up for him when he walked through the base measures, you know, he would stop, tap them on the shoulder. They would look up, they would wave, and, and they would stand up, and he would keep going. So this is, uh, again, Sir so Shlema Freifeld isn't doing this. He isn't doing this because he's waiting for the covet. He he, these people get plenty of covet, right? And now, like, we're not talking about a Haman. Right? A Haman of Russia, he can have... 99.9% of the society stand up, and there's one Mordechai doesn't stand up that destroys his covet, right? So that's a Haman. Haman has this uh, unique problem. You have a Russia Yeshiv got plenty of covet, and their covet is not coming from that one Bach who is not standing up for him. Shalem Freifel is not doing that for himself, he's doing that for the Bach again to, uh, to be Mechanichim. Um, when, let's again, when we brought up Haman, right? When, when a person does get stared from that one yet who won't stand up for him, that's taka, an indicator that he got sunk into the garua aspect of the covet. The covet is for him. That, that was what Haman was all about, right? The, the covet is, is all about Haman, and that Haman compels others to be mechabedim. That's not true covet, that's falsha covet. That's where it's all about, not about the audience, not about the crowd, not for their sake. Haman's not trying to make a role model. Haman doesn't, you know, isn't a, you know everyone should have shi'ifas to be just like Haman. It's for your good, not for my good. No, it's for Haman's good. He wants everyone to stand up for him because he needs the covet. And that's taka, why? That one person won't stand up for Haman. That's v'chol zayin and shayvali, right? That's the, the, the two, the two uh, uh, approaches over here. To uh, to cover, you have the Haman, and we have the, the what we've seen from the Gedalei Olam. 
very, very poignant insights into COVID, what COVID is all about. And, um, and uh, so that's, that's uh, putting this into a very, very sharp um, perspective and outlook over here. Why is it that my mean of people that are going to Elam Haba are getting Aisha the Chavad, even though Kavad is called Garua? Kavad is the of the two items, it's Garua, it's not a good thing. It means it's not a good thing, it's not a good thing for me. It's not a good thing when I'm taking it for myself, but it's a necessary thing. It's a necessary thing because the Rebbeinu Shalom needs me to be a role model for others, needs others to be able to emulate me and look up to me. So it's a necessary thing. And when I, I understand that the covet that I'm getting is there for them and not for me, then that's why it's given to me. But if I, I've tried taking it for myself to Nemtzuch, Farzich that's when you fall into the trap of Haman and that does not end well. That does not end well. Um, Yeah. Um, okay, we, there's a one final concluding line of the going over here where he says that this idea of that Hashem sometimes gives people money to redeem themselves from Yasurin. Maybe we'll put that together with hey. Um, <clears throat> um, but in any case, I think we'll stop here for the, for the day. We'll call a wrap over here and um, continue with Hashem. Tomorrow morning, everyone should be well in the meantime, and uh, be good benched.